0: hello adam how are you doing today uh, i'm incredible staten island is beautiful
1: ah it's a beautiful sunday in staten island i'm sure just like here in new, new jersey too
0: there's, so, do- there's dolphins in the water unicorns coming from the sky it's all great okay, wait, 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 wait. it's
1: a it's a it's a regular day in in staten island, okay i'm sorry in there, other are, words.
0: there really are dolphins but there's no unicorns Dolphins, I'll go with. In Staten Island, I can get
2: without one. Unicorns, yeah, I don't even think we got bloody unicorns in Colorado. Let's face it, that's true. Well,
1: well, here in Jersey, we got we got beached whales. We're getting a lot of those these days, but which is kind of screwed up. Yeah, it's really nasty. Yeah. Anyway, Adam, as you can see, we have a guest. Why don't you introduce our our guest?
0: Well, we have Chris Roberts. I think he's known by many other names, and I'm sure he can introduce some stuff as well. But uh, uh. Big uh, uh, person, the, I, I think at least in DefCon, and um, has done a lot of uh, research in uh, the cybersecurity field and uh, privacy, among uh, along with uh, other vulnerabilities.
2: Thank you. Uh, pleasure to to be hanging out here. Earlier Sunday morning for me. I'm based out of Colorado these days, so uh, it is still cup of tea time for me. We haven't quite hit okay. the, uh, cocktail hour, unfortunately. We're getting there, but
1: well, well, that's yeah. it for for us. In in honor of you, because we know you're a big whiskey drinker, as everyone knows, I, we are drinking Scotch because it's because it is pe- pe- just past noon here on the East Coast. Then, we uh, we have the the new official security cocktail hour flasks, which, as we said, you will be receiving one as our. Honor guests as, as a thank you for spending time with us.
2: <laughs> well, be awesome. That'll be a ton of fun. will um, that'll have to make it. That'll have to make the
0: trip out to Defcon with me uh, this year. Oh, excellent! Great! Yeah. Oh hell! Yeah. <laughs> At least the flasks are getting in there. I'm not, but the flasks. Yeah, are. there
2: you go. <laughs> I'm, oh, wow. uh, I think I'm going to road trip it again.
0: I, I more you know, it's every single bloody
2: year. I find myself doing this just about this time of the year, and I'm like, oh, should I fly? because flying is an hour. From here to there it's
1: oh ouch yeah that's short but, flights are terrible but, these days but
2: the, and that's the problem but the, the challenge is the drive is just on that cusp of what is it seven depends on how i drive the shortest i've done it is seven hours and change the the normal driving time is about nine ten hours and um really is that like a like an out west thing that a
1: one hour flight turns into seven hours like that so it would be like oh, wow you got mountains the mountains and everything yeah seven, oh wow Gosh.
2: 760 miles it's probably a bit more than an hour's flight maybe an hour and change it feels like it's an hour maybe it's an hour and a half like okay but fair it's, enough it's, um it's uh it's not a bad it's not a bad flight but the drive is just freaking gorgeous i mean you leave down the you straight head straight up into the hills and then for six hundred miles, you're bouncing around canyons and hills, and it just re-reminds you this country is pretty freaking amazing. It's it's a nice reminder for that.
1: It's so embarrassing. I've never really been out there, and 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 like people like yourself who are not native-born uh, Americans have uh, seen way more of this country the, than I have. It's the American thing. But I do go to Europe. But you know, I gotta wow. make it out there one of these days.
2: I know. it's. I've done the East Coast trip as well a couple of times from, from this neck of the woods out to New Jersey, New York and Atlanta and Texas and all sorts of other things. So, yeah, I don't mind road tripping. And especially, you know, when you've got, goodness knows, because normally I take at least one or two of the suitcases worth of whiskey with me. And so <laughs> you can it and run. So. There's there's a hell of a lot less questions when you turn up. Of, you know, we turn up to the airport with like seven gallons of inflammable liquid that you want to put on their precious airplane. Oh there's, wow! And all the weaponry as well because I've done that. Obviously, the Def Con two a couple of times. So you, t- you know, the best one is driving across Utah with like gallons of alcohol, numerous armaments, and about five, ten, fifteen thousand rounds of ammunition. It's like you got you're. I'm a little self contained militia. It's kind of fun,
1: you know. I mean, it's it's kind of funny because you know Adam, uh, you know we, you, you and I have never met. I know Adam had met you at a senior talk at a at a conference, and he was like, you know, describing you and everything. And I'm like, you mean he travels around with 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 weapons and and whis and boxes of whiskey, and he's and and he's doing this. I'm like, is this like the Hunter Thompson of security? This guy's great. We, we gotta have him on the show. <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> oh my. Yeah. I mean, it is naturally <laughs> the suitcase of whiskey and weaponry. Um, wow. and I'm pretty sure I threatened folks with tables on a somewhat regular basis. I, I, oh, I got banned from Twitter. And yeah, I saw from... That. Yeah. Yeah. that was good. Just threatening to spork somebody actually, I think over putting ice in their whiskey. I'm pretty sure it was. Sorry. Th- I think uh, this is, this is Otis get out of my cup of tea. Do you know what's
0: That's funny I, I, when I went to Defcon, I started getting rid of all my social media. And I'll tell you a quick story why I was, I was, I got a, I got a LinkedIn request and it was from a woman. And she said to me, you know, I know you're at DEFCON. I know where you are, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, great. I said, you don't even need to know where I am. I'm sitting on this chair at this resort, at this hotel, wearing this shirt. Come see me. And she goes, you know, I can get into all your stuff, all your data. I said, go ahead. I said, she goes, you were really screwed up when you were in Afghanistan. I'm like, Oh, I was never in Afghanistan. I never told her that. And then I blocked her on LinkedIn and I haven't heard from her since, but, but I, I still keep LinkedIn, but I got rid of everything else. I Got rid of Facebook. I got rid of Twitter. I got rid of, I got rid of everything though. I keep my only fans page. No, I'm joking. The only
2: <laughs> <fans>. <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah. I don't have one of those. I gotta, I've got i have got I don't know how many, I think about a dozen, half a dozen or a dozen uh, Facebook profiles. None of them are in my bloody name. We use them for doing oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. That's another, right.
0: that's another yeah. thing I did. I created a fake LinkedIn. I have over 600 people and including, and, and God bless his soul, I mean, God rest his soul, Kevin Mitnick. Yeah. So I added a lot wow. of uh, cybersecurity people and they, they did add me back. I was surprised. No, because I mean, I get you know, you you see my LinkedIn. It's it's pretty,
2: I, it, it's pretty busy. I keep it pretty active. I there are sometimes I will do a very cursory glance. I, I will just very quickly glance over and go, okay, is this something legit? There's sometimes I won't even do that, but there's other times. It's like that trigger hits. You're like, ah, oh, especially you know, I get a lot of. It seems to vary. I go through a very every now and again. You get this plethora of uh, very nice uh, asia pacific ladies i just got one on. oh, I, yes. start, I was
0: just talking about that but she's like i want to i love your background i want to know more about you i said what yep. about me yep. and she hasn't asked yep. me back yet meanwhile yeah. uh, her profile matched my profile somewhat you know i work for a law firm i work for this i'm like really good yeah yeah they're um some of
2: them are crafty. Some of them are just too easy, though, because I mean, it's you know, you'll spend two minutes talking with them, and they're like, "Hey, I don't really want to check this. How about we talk on WhatsApp?" At which point, I'm like, "And delete, block, report, block," I should say.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel bad though, you know, and it is like, you know, you know, you're being played, and it's such a sad thing in the world because like they're yeah. the obvious ones—the very pretty, you know, pictures yep. of the Asian ladies, whatever. But then I get some things that are like from students, especially from overseas, and I'm like. You know, it's so dodgy. But then again, it you know, we're trying to help people. You know, you do want to get people engaged if someone yeah. really wants to learn. It's, you know, so I think But I guess I, that that's the point, you know,
2: I'll typically accept more students than I will pretty lazy from Asia Pack, Let's put it that way. <laughs> Hopefully.
0: Yeah. So insert rant here. Do you remember, Chris, when I sent you the email? I said to Joe also that we're looking for a person that has. Uh, entry level in uh, cybersecurity with five years of background and knows how to do podcasts, <laughs> and that and I don't want to mention the name of the woman, and I said I wouldn't, and I won't mention the name of the company, and they want to pay 75k for somebody who's entry level, that has five years of experience, that also knows how to do podcasts. These are the things I get on LinkedIn.
2: I, I just I'm I'm like and, and that's I mean I shot that back I'm like because I'm I'm like okay part time. That'd be a great little part-time gig for somebody, but it's just like full-time. I, I don't get it. I just we. I mean, we we see so much of that in this bloody industry. I think that's part of the problem as well. Is you know we're sitting there going, hey, we want students in, we want new people in, and and then you run into folks who are like, well, you know, but they need to know how to do. And there's this laundry list of but they don't. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's it. It's no. like all I want is the heart in the right place. Yeah the ability to learn and ask questions, the rest I can teach you.
1: I had a scary conversation this week with, with a guy who does like, you know, career training, counseling, whatever. And he's saying like, yeah, you know what? The whole recruiting thing is a complete mess. You know, they come up with these lists. They want the rainbow farting unicorn who, you know, who wants the
0: rainbow farting unicorn who wants
1: nothing. Yeah, exactly. Who wants yeah. to work for nothing. And I asked him like, you know, I'm a little scared for the future because it's like okay it's one thing for people who you know a little older like us have the experience and everything but where are the kids going to come from you're seeing these entry-level things yeah they want stuff and he's like you know you want to know the truth the kids have got it bad because it's like they're coming out of school and like you know if you don't have like these ridiculous numbers of internships and side things and and whatever you know they're not going to be able to find the job and I'm like god don't, don't wonder half of them are you know pissed off yeah. at, at, at the world over this stuff.
2: I can't blame them. But no, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. It's it's what we ask is ridiculous. That's why. So from boom, we we brought a couple of folks. Our best recruiting avenue internally is actually the uh, the shipping desk. We're bringing folks. Shipping in. desk. freaking awesome. Just love it. Again, logistics, the ability to think on your feet, all these other kind of things. And um, oh, that's it, a
1: good one. We like to poach from the help desk. But the yeah, I mean, desk, I never
2: thought about that, you know, the that was good. Okay, anyway, she just brought two people in from the outside on the IT side of the world. One is a former air stewardess. And again, one of those people that's able to think under pressure, think on their feet, very articulate, very good with humans. And then the other one we brought in, she was a Mac genius Bar. So again, amazing experience on that side of the house. And then just the ability now to keep the other side of the world. So it's kind of fun, and, and for me again, it's just okay. They're coming in with nothing. Brilliant. Now we get to teach them, you know, our way, the right way, the ability to ask questions, break shit, figure it out, and off we go from there. Yeah, you know,
0: I, I, I was to say it's funny you brought up stress. One of our previous guests just recently, we're talking about stress from doing incident response, and that's a really crazy place to be. Incident yeah, incident response under fire. You know constantly worrying about the adversary so stress is a really big part of cybersecurity, especially in ir i uh
2: i had my although it doesn't fit anymore yeah i've i think it was like 3x and now i'm down to a size large it's i had my uh mental health hackers t-shirt and i used to wear that pretty freaking proudly uh Mm -hmm. and i talk about a lot i talk about that a lot on linkedin as well it's you know just the state of mind because i it's the same thing i mean i've i've struggled for years i still struggle this buddy down here is the one that's kept me on this bloody planet and it's the only thing oh, really? that's kept me on this planet. Um,
1: yeah. Cause I, you know, so I wanted to ask you, you, you know, I mean, you've obviously had a lot of adventures and stuff, but you're also a CISO and you've been one for a long time and, re- and rather than ask what, what keeps you up at night, you know, more like, how do you stay calm? Because, you know, a, a lot of guys burn out.
0: Oh, you know, they, yeah. they
1: say they, they've, they've, they've had enough. They, they just can't deal with it. But you know, you've been doing this for quite a while. I mean, how, how do you keep it steady?
2: I think it's it's, and this is only a recent learn. Maybe the last X number of years is the ability to just take that step back and say "fuck it" and separate. And I and I do that. I, I put something out a couple of years ago because I wasn't I wasn't good at it, and I was getting toasty. And I still do every now and again, but the ability to say no. Six o'clock at night. So I work eight nine in the morning till say six at night. At six at night, I down tools unless the place is literally on fire. I down tools. I down tools until about nine ten o'clock at night. That's my time to eat, to go for a bike ride, to hang out with the wolf mutt, to look after me time, to go cook, to do some cooking and basically to hang out. 10 at night, I'll start back up again. I'll check up on email. I'll check up on Slack. I'll check up on, you know, I'll get LinkedIn posts ready for the following morning and I'll do research. I'll screw around online. I'll go see what I can break into, whether it's bloody, you know, anything transportation or His Excellency's Camels over in Saudi Arabia. And then I work until one, two in the morning, and then I'm kind of done. I'll pick up a book for an hour or something like that. Saturdays, day off. Again, unless the building's on fire, it's a day off. You know, people know how to get hold of me on my mobile phone, and that's about as much as they need. Sundays, I'll get back at it. I'll do stuff like this. I will get back at email. I'll make sure that I'm ready and prepped for Monday morning. But that's been one of those, I need to take that step back. Plus I think a lot of it, um, a lot of the help, honestly, has been this goofball. you know, I've had him, he was rescued from six months old and he's now five. So for the last, I guess, four, four and a half years, I've had, I've had, I guess, the emotional, necessary emotional sponge that we say, where I can literally curl up with him and the world goes away for a little while. I can, it, you know, he stopped me from walking outside, the number of times. Um, really? And, wow! Uh, yeah. Okay. He's, um, yeah, I, I owe him more than I could probably ever more than he will ever probably realize.
0: That's, a, oh, that's great. That's a dose of reality that you know, people yeah. don't understand everyone sees any of us, but like you like everyone knows you as like the tough guy and everything. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, and this is not to dismiss or, 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 or say something negative, but you have those weaknesses where We all try to, you know, we all try to live in this world that's so complicated and so tedious and so frustrating sometimes.
1: Everyone's human, too. Oh,
0: yeah. You know, well, you know what I went through. I I just went through something. Oh, yeah.
2: I know. You know, you got stuff to do. Life
0: life sucks.
2: I mean, it's, you know, I have a, a daughter I haven't talked with in probably a year and a half now. And I don't know why. I have no. I mean, I do to some degree. I caught her on a lie, and I called her on it, and she didn't want to face consequences, so it was simpler for her to go back to her mother's. That's torn me up. And then February, I got nailed with diabetes, which is you know I've got the I got the full time patch on, um, and the system that goes in there. You know, I got nailed with that, and I'm still trying to figure that. The nice thing about it is, is, as a hacker, I get to now hack my own body to try and figure out what
0: works and what doesn't. So you know, there's some upside to it, but you know, Chris. Yeah, it, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, so I, I have diabetes, I have uh, I, my, 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 my uh, child is 18 years old, and I've had it since um, they were born. Um, but that's another whole story. But I will tell you, talking about hacking. I yeah, we have a quick thing. My, my father in law has a pacemaker. And then one day he was having problems. And we were wondering, and, and I'm also an EMT. And I said to my, my father, look, you're going to the hospital end up being somebody overclocked. His pacemaker remotely through a portal, and nobody knows who did it. And I said, "BS." it's going to be auditing. They said, B.S. "Believe it or not, they log into the portal. It doesn't necessarily log who did it." I'm not yep. saying it was a hacker.
1: That's crazy. I'm
0: saying still. somebody made a mistake, and no one yep, can. Yeah. Thank no... God he's still alive. But yeah, this is the complicated world that we live in.
2: I worked with. Uh, I was working with a technical services division, and people can Google which agency that was with. I was TSD. And, uh, we got the call that, uh, our vice president from a number of years ago was running a pacemaker and it was, uh, we figured out the vulnerabilities in that one, real, same thing real fast. And I mean, the amount of uh, hoo-ha and red tape that we had to go through to get that more efficiently controlled, shall we say, was ridiculous. And this was 10, 15 years ago, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it was... I mean, we we were. I mean, back then we were screwing around with Tempest and and a whole bunch of other stuff that we were messing with, and we were realizing (laughs) what we. Yeah, yeah. yeah, There we go. We're going back. Tempest, Farm, and some of the some of the early some of the early stuff that we were working with the agencies on building, and um, I mean, we were pulling all sorts of signal stuff out of all sorts of things, and pacemaker came up back then. And, uh, you know, and even in our own industry, we lost some absolutely amazing people because of medical device failures. And it sucks. Absolutely
0: sucks. You got me into another question. Right? Yeah. So what are your feelings about, you know, uh, these messaging apps like WhatsApp and signal? So we just had multiple conversations with multiple guests about this. Do yeah. you trust WhatsApp? Do you think it's end edge to edge or end to end? Do you think I, Signal's better?
2: I I'm Signal. If I've got anything that has to be said in outside of a skip, but inside of a controlled environment, it's Signal. Now, saying that Signal sits on top of a telephone, this right. f- is about as secure as fucking Swiss cheese. Let's yeah, be honest. It's
0: always vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, and that's the challenge. Is I have a secure application. Signal in this case. I know that anything that is inside there is inside there. But if somebody's overlay the keyboard, if somebody has any kind of logging, if somebody has any kind of 10 different ways of breaking that phone, then that's compromised from an endpoint standpoint, not an application standpoint. So I like Signal, I use it, uh, WhatsApp, I don't trust. Um, I I know on the person to person end to end is meant to be I have a lack of trust on it. For a variety of reasons, but Signal, I've got a lot more faith in, let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, you see I'm in that in that camp too, you know. I mean, obviously there's the inherent limitations of the operating system you're running on. But you know, when it comes from signal to WhatsApp, it's like, you know, this it's like I, I've heard that WhatsApp has gotten much better, uh, technically, yeah. that it really is end to end, although, you know, and I've said this on previous shows, it's like it's still Facebook. I mean, not the best reputation in the world. And when I go to install, even when I travel, like, you know, when I do travel internationally, people say, Oh, yeah, on WhatsApp, you have WhatsApp? It's like I go to install it, the first thing is like, you know, can can it read all your contacts? Can it do all the stuff? And I'm like, I don't want to
2: give that to Facebook, you know. I'm just not comfortable with it, you know. I did an expose on TikTok several months ago on on my LinkedIn post. It's probably one of my most read LinkedIn posts. I think it last time I checked it, it was sitting at like 800,000 eyeballs on it. And there's a good reason because i mean i blew I, I took tiktok to pieces literally to pieces mm-hmm. and i i decompiled it i was running through sniffers i did a whole bunch of work okay. on it i had it running on a couple of virtual systems i did the i did the forensics before and after I, I you know i had my forensics image installed it gave it the permissions that most people give it because i looked up online and all this kind of good stuff and then did forensics on exactly i mean it was nasty as shit but really? to your point i mean i when i got kicked off of twitter i'm like oh well, i'll put whatever threads is on. I had threads for a week and a half, maybe two weeks. And then I did the same thing. And I'm like, eh, that's coming off too." <laughs> yeah. yeah, not pretty just I mean, that's Instagram shenanigans. And that same thing. I mean, it's I put up with LinkedIn, because for me, LinkedIn is LinkedIn is, is about as close as I can get to talking with as many people as possible around the globe without having emails and, and text messages and and it's kind of fun and it's cathartic i get to i get to put fun posts up i get to put for me when I mean, we talked about it briefly you know this whole bringing new people into this industry i don't want people making the same fucking mistakes i made i want people if they're going to trip up and they're going to bash themselves and they're going to get scars i want them to be new scars not the same mistakes i made so the more I put out there about, Hey, look, this is the screw up. I made don't sign documentation unless your lawyers looked at, it. you know, don't do this, do this, think about this, you know, look before you leap kind of mentality, then if I can put that out there, and people learn,
0: that's all I can ask for that, that was the issue. But was that three years ago? I think that was when that happened. Was that three or four it was it longer less What's than. Up? Well, I know that you ran into an issue where you saw Oh the
2: aviation stuff. Yeah, that was ironically so that was crazy. That was 15, 2015, 2016. That was when it all blew up. Uh, We've been doing the research from like 2009, 2010 through about 2015. Cause I stood up at, I stood up at SkyTalks. Uh, and I gave a SkyTalks talk on, you know, what you could do with avia. I gave a SkyTalks talk on how to take over and take your own Patriot missile as well. That went down well.
0: Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking about the sky talks. I know that you ran into an issue where you did some documentation or signed something and you caught Oh yeah. Yes, yeah.
2: It's yes from hell. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm so this year is an interesting year for a bunch of reasons because this is actually the 10th anniversary of that document being signed and the the remainder of that note is due this November. So the oh. backstory of the, oh yeah. So when One World Labs got cratered, so with all the avi- with all the aviation stuff, the investors that we had pulled back. Um, bad on my part, didn't choose the right investors. They were risk-averse, more so than I thought. And rather than making a making good out of a bad situation, they took a step back. They managed to we had to cut half the development staff immediately. We had to hold do a bunch of other things. We end up having to close One more Labs down and <laughs> ironies of all ironies, those investors that pulled back actually bought the assets from the bankruptcy call for $50,000, which is why we now have a company called Dark Owl. Meanwhile, I had signed a document at the behest of the company to take my ex-wife out of the company and I was on the hook for that money. And it was 10 years of paying $2,500 a month for 10 years. Every month for two, ten years. And at the end of that ten years, a note for $800,000 is due. As in this November, I have to write a check for 800000 Now, I don't have $800,000 sitting in the bank. Uh, yes, I'm a CISO. Yes, I've done okay, but I've also paid... That's a lot of money. CISOs don't make a fortune, Jim, except for a very, very small very, number. very, small we amount. of to tell people, yeah. small amount. Yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen this this November, the note's due. So if I know her, it'll be, she'll have lawyers at the ready. So we'll be fighting in court over the holidays and new year. And I, I mean, there's nothing I can do. It's, I'm going to hit a brick wall this November and, and I don't know what to do. It's, uh, GoFundMe page. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Go me page. No, I, I don't, I don't want anybody paying the yeah, money. I, I
0: remember that. I remember that.
2: Yeah, no, I, uh, I very, 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 very upfront I I'm, you know, with everything that's going on with boom, boom is in good shape and we're an amazing company, but like anything, we're in a funding situation and we'll see where that goes and see where the company goes and everything else between that. And also this debt that's coming up and a few other things, there's a part of me that might just say, fuck it, stick a backpack on and just wander off somewhere in New Zealand and spend a couple of years doing laps around New Zealand. I just, I don't know to be determined. Wow.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I want to be playful and say there's a lot of sheep there, but I also realize that you're going through a lot. And, and, and yeah. that's what people don't realize is that some people try to get to that next level. You know, some people are complacent and they love doing cybersecurity and they go to work every day and they go home. Some mm-hmm. people want to get to that next level, want to get to that enhanced. They want to move up in the field. They want to polish their skills. Mm-hmm. They want to yeah. be really intricate, a really good part of the community. And that's yeah. And that's how I understood you, especially mm-hmm. in Sky Talks when you threatened to break somebody's phone in half and they recorded it. Uh, and that's how I remembered you. Right, I'm sitting in there, and let me tell you a funny story. I'm sitting in there, and we're talking about it's. I couldn't believe it. It, it was a talk about how law firms are getting compromised, yeah. and and I worked for the law firm, uh, not that law firm, another law firm, another law firm, yeah. another law firm that we was talking about, and how. It looked like one of the attorneys was exfiltrating data. Not for my law firm, but I worked at another one. And yep. then somebody says, does anybody here have challenge coins? And I said, yeah, I have a challenge coin. Anybody want to trade? Anybody who raised their hand is a law enforcement agent. I'm like, no, I'm not. I work for a law firm, but yeah. I'm standing on the side, nothing to do with that. And like, if any of you pull out your cell phones, I'll break them in half. And then I'm like, oh, sorry.
2: Pretty much, yeah. No, it was Sky Talks. Sky Talks. We were because it was run by three hundred three. So I mean that that's family first and foremost. Three hundred three is is one of the originating, uh, founding organ parts of the organization for DefCon, and it was run by that. And it was it was kind of an offshoot. Again, it was several reasons. You know, you think that's why B sides turned up. I mean, B sides is now this this global phenomenon, and it turned up because so many of us were getting rejected from Black Hat and. and and to some degree, DEFCON. And so, you know, you're sitting there with with uh, some amazing talks, and SkyTalks is the same way. SkyTalks was, what I loved about SkyTalks was you could come in and sit in front of a bunch of agents and a bunch of everybody and just pour your heart out. You could turn and say, hey, look, this is how I took over in my case, this is how I took over, you know, avionics systems, shipping systems, mass missile systems. This is how we broke into cows. You know, this is how we took out the entire dairies, you know, and NASA and stuff like that. So being able to actually have that safe space was, was pretty sacrilegious to it. Uh, it was pretty, um, we, we took it very, very seriously. So we were patrol. I mean, you were 100% correct. We were patrol and make sure nobody was recording because there was, you know, there was no, it was... Safe, safe, safe. And
0: not only, let's, let's be honest, right? Not only are there law enforcement agents in there, there's also nation states sitting in those. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> we were talking about Cyber Week off camera. I had a uh, couple of years ago, I was out of Cyber Week again. I was out there and I'm, I'm sitting down and uh, I was, I think I'd gotten off stage. I was talking about something. I was talking about hacking the human body. It was uh, bio and nanotech hacking. And I'm sitting there in like backstage area, and it's all open. I have the whiskey case out with me, and literally, I I get a number of individuals come and sit down all around me, and it's the entire Chinese delegation.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. And I'm like, "This is going to be interesting, guys." (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hi, how y'all doing?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was uh, an interesting 20 minutes, definitely. Bless them. So
0: let's Uh, let's talk about your birthday. January 1st. Oh,
2: one, one, what was it? 1171, I think is what yes. I put up on the LinkedIn post. Yes. Although I think, you know what, we have to validate this because I want to say, um, let me look at, oh, you know what I think I've got on my LinkedIn? I'm actually looking at my LinkedIn profile. Uh, I think I say, because only a few people have spotted it. There we go. Education, University of Oxford, 1900 to
0: nineteen.
2: I saw that, yeah. Yeah I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I think literally only like two or three or four people have ever questioned that. It's I did spend time at Oxford yeah. just, just to quantify things. Oh, I actually did spend time at Oxford. I lasted almost a year at Oxford before I got bored and I realized, yeah, a bunch of things Then then went back into the workforce. But I mean, it's, so I'm the 1971 is actually a year off. It's actually 1970. And, uh, I think so many of us, that have to put our birthdays in. If it's not a, even if it is a legally binding document, let's face it, we still do it. But if it's yeah. not, I mean, if it's if it's like you know LinkedIn or if it's any of the sites or if it's you know you go out to the alcohol sites, they're like, ah, oh, you are over twenty one? When were you born? One one seventy or one one seventy one? That's like the default for us. I mean, so many in intersex birthday is January the first, nineteen or two thousand, whatever the heck it might be.
1: I actually didn't know that one until Adam told me about it. Oh, no right. yeah.
2: oh, yeah, I yeah. refuse. I, uh... Well,
1: I mean, I can see that. And you know, sometimes it is ridiculous They're like, oh, I need to know your, your age, like over 21, well over 21. Yeah. That's really yeah. all you need to know.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> been shining through for a few years, people.
0: It, it was, you know, the ACLU attorney that we interviewed, we were talking about, you know, what information you need to give in the Fourth Amendment. Not everything yeah. is required.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, I, um, I, for a variety of reasons, I, I hit the dating sites. I'm, I'm in that kind of limbo mode of I'd, I'd be nice to have somebody to hang around, but at the other point, as much as Milo is good, he pulls, and it'd be nice to have somebody on. <laughs> And so I, I and, and same thing. It's like, Hey, you know, you can go take a look and there's can, you know, it's just like, okay, I want to look and you can't even look without putting in your own profile. So back onto proton mail, back out to burner phone numbers and stuff. And so, you know, you start putting in John Smith and this, and you're like, if anybody ever picks his profile, I have a shit ton load of explaining to do.
0: you're talking about burner phones. I had a burner phone, Joe gave it to me. I took it to DEF uh, Defcon it's in the bathroom stall somewhere. I left it there by mistake.
2: Oh no. Oh my gosh. that. am making probably, it easy. God. Yeah. I yeah. probably ended up on the wall of sheep or something. Somebody used it somewhere. Let's face it. Oh, I do remember speaking of wall of sheep, it was years and years and years ago. It was probably, gosh, 15, 12, 15 years ago. I will never forget the fact, so Lost Lost used to do the challenges, I think he still does every now and again, Lost used to do these bloody challenges, and you would turn up at DEFCON like the night before, and you would bring like cases of shit with you. Everything from all your wiring gear to, to physical gear, to uh, you know, all sorts of anti-tamper gear and everything else, because his challenges took you through hell and beyond. And it was like two and a half days of just sitting at this table doing his challenges. I will never, Yet we were we were sitting there. It was probably like day one and a half by this point, and somebody walked through. with one of those, you know, the Jawbone's you used to have that you would, the Bluetooth ones.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I had one of those. Didn't work very well. It was easy
2: anyway. had to <laughs> very easy. At all the tables, we were like prairie dogs. We were like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy didn't get to the end of the room before he was up on the wall of sheep. It was freaking hell. I and mean, it was like stress relief. It was just hilarious. It wasn't pretty, but it was fun at the same time. Oh, Bluetooth snarfing, stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a bunch of us built some of that stuff. So, yeah, so much fun with that. So,
0: I'm not a hacker, right? But what I used to do was I used to take um, whatever device I had, whether it was an HP iPack or whatever you want to call them, and I used to send. I'd be sitting on the subway, oh, yeah. and then I would blast a text message at everybody that could receive it, on I'm watching you, and everyone's <laughs> like, looks up, and I'm like, I felt like a real hacker at that point.
1: Oh, Adam's a lot of trouble on the subway. I, I was, i tell you a funny story, I was I was with him once, we're like, on our way to work, we happened to get on the same, the same train, and I turn my head for like two seconds. Somehow he, he's gotten into this fight with this with this small petite woman who looked like she was ready to kick his ass. I'm like, what <laughs> did you say to her?
0: <laughs> I, oh, that awesome. being said, I got punched in the face like six times yesterday by a woman. I boxed and I got in the room with her. And yeah. she, I, I was talking crap. She, her name is Ariane. She's a beautiful woman, very nice woman. Mom has three kids. And she's been doing a lot of amateur fighting. I'm yep. like, Why you? and I was meanwhile, I was just did a couple of rounds with an MMA fighter that could probably hurt me with this one pinky. He went to go hit me, and I'm hitting him, yep. he's punching me, and then she goes, You ready for me? I'm like, sure, I'm ready. She comes in, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, Did you really just hit me like that? I'm like, I'm punching her, I'm punching her face. <laughs> or oh, I'm hitting my glass. Yep. Punching her the face, punching in the face, punching in the face. She's against the ring. And I'm like, I'm feeling like a man now. And she's like, boom. I'm like, I got my <laughs> ass kicked. I got my ass kicked. I tell my wife, she goes, "Aren't you proud of yourself?" I'm like, "Yeah."
1: Oh, you, uh, like you like to fight people young enough to be your kids. I don't know what your deal is, but uh, you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's. I go out mountain biking, and I've started back up again since the diabetes thing. I started back up again because I. I knew I was losing, I was dropping weight anyway, because one, I'm getting older. Secondly, I'm not throwing freaking logs across fields anymore or hammers across fields. So I'm like, I don't need to be carrying as much as I was. So I started the beginning of this year like 270-ish, uh, 265, 270. And I'm down by 215 at the moment. Oh, and uh, oh, yeah, some of it came off properly, some of it didn't. And, um, I'm back out on the mountain bike. And so what's pissing me off now is mentally I'm the same thing. I'm doing the games to not chase those bastards that are like one third of my age that just go by me like this. I'm like, I hate you at this point. Or now I'm realizing all these freaking e-bikes that are out there. So you're sitting there, you're peddling like a lunatic and somebody goes skidding by at like five, 10 miles. Yeah. I'm yeah. yeah, like you ass. And then you realize they're on a freaking e-bike. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like a plague in my town. I live in
1: this nice suburban town in New Jersey, whatever, you know, my kids are in mm-hmm. in high school and I see these kids with bikes and I'm like, They're bikes and they're electric bikes. And I'm like, What, what kind of sissies are these kids? They're like
2: sixteen year old kids with a with an e bike. What the hell is that all about? You know? I uh those freaking things I, I looked at them for shits and giggles. Uh I took one of the I took a trek one out and it's uh it was the the heck was it? It was their Trek fuel. It was like a nine or nine 98 trek fuel one bloody expensive, like eight and a half, nine and a half thousand dollars. One of these two, stupid- what? Yeah, yes. I, I can get you a used motorcycle for
0: half that. I, no. I can get I'm you one the
2: for half the price,
0: Chris. I can get you one for two hundred dollars, wow. freshly used. We
1: can we Freshly used.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Brooklyn Staten will get you one.
2: Yeah, there you go. I mean, That's all right. You on that
0: one. Oh my, I know.
2: I'm just gonna wait on the bloody side of the hillside one day and you dunk somebody off of one of theirs. Clothesline them half a tree trunk to the side of the head. I got one sorted out pretty quickly. No, it's, um, yeah, I, I, it absolutely, I mean, I took one out for a test drive. I can absolutely see the appeal of them. You know, when you when you are going up a freaking hill, it's, it's a nice little bit of assist, especially again, we're getting a little freaking older, but at the same time, it's, it's cheating. There's a part of me that's contemplating one for going to places. I would never go, you know, if I'm on a 20 mile ride on mountains, And I want to go that extra five or 10 miles, but I don't fancy doing another 2,000 freaking foot of stupidity. It's useful for that. But for the rest of it, I'm like, no, get your ass off and make yourself
0: work. I've been doing work in another part of New York city and I've seen families with it. Typically a mother has two or three kids on one of those e-bikes and they're they're, bringing them to camp or whatever it is. And Uh... it's funny because when I was in Bermuda, they were doing the same thing with, you know, with the uh, scooters. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. very expensive to own a, a car, and you have to be a resident of Bermuda to own it. And usually, if you import a car, back then at least, the tax was 100% of what the car was. So if the car was 100%? So, so if the car was 70000 the, the the tax on that was 70000 you had to pay $140,000 for a car imported, oh, not a wow. car bought on the island. And most wow. people can't afford cars, and the island's really small. I yeah. mean, I'd be venturing to guess that that island is smaller than Staten Island. But anyway what the what the what the yeah. mothers were doing was one kid and not it, as beautiful of course <laughs> <laughs> one kid was in the basket one kid was on her back one mm-hmm. kid was hanging on to the other kid and they're driving around the island bringing the kids to, to to the um supermarket and everything else so yeah that that's really how it works um what are you gonna
2: do no, it's uh my father was out in uh when he was still alive he was out in Thailand he was on one of the islands in Thailand and the same thing There were no cars on the island everybody got around on these little 50 cc scooters and i mean you could buy those on alibaba for a couple of hundred bucks and get it shipped and put it together and pretty much that's what he didn't i mean the pathways on the island were probably no wider than this freaking laptop i'm working on Mm -hmm. but i mean yeah that was it that was that was method to your point it was method of transport for the family and the groceries and
0: everything in between and it worked wait till the scooters become more iot devices we can start hacking them and turn them on and then you know making them go forward and backwards do you do you, do you believe in unicorns just curious
2: real life ones no preferably ones that are actually sitting in a realm somewhere kind of like dragons at some point it'd be nice to think there is a universe
0: somewhere. there's one person i know that <laughs> believes in unicorns and i've been trying to get them on the show and i've been trying to uh joe says i'm ha- I'm, I'm stalking and i'm not stalking I've been trying to get Ryan Reynolds on the show and I wrote him a couple of emails. So, so, so I wrote to Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, dear, Mr. Reynolds. Yep. We, we'd like to have you on the show. We know that you're, um, you know, you're somewhat of a business owner, you know, somewhat successful, oh, yeah. somewhat successful. And we would like to get you on and discuss, you know, small business, uh, looking forward to your response. Can you believe this guy, has thought of every fake e- like every email that you might have. And then he sends, hi, this is Ryan Reynolds bot. Ha <laughs> ha You didn't get me type of thing. So he has like R Reynolds. Oh, yeah. No so Those he has like 50 of- SMTP aliases oh. and he sends oh. it back. And I just want to show up at his house and say, could you join my show? Oh, <laughs> <hot>. <laughs> a
2: little bit of OSIN. We can do this. We can do this one.
0: I I tried getting another person, another guest, to help me get the email address, but he says, I am not helping you. That is stalking.
2: No, I I, I know a few people who we could probably lean on to do that one pretty
0: easily, (laughs) actually. It's Joe like, oh, my God, don't say that. No,
1: I just got to stay out of it because, you know, when when Adam gets pinched for it, someone's going to have to (laughs) continue the show for the two to three years he's in the can,
2: you know? You know what, though? He seems... From all earth. reports and from all visuals, he seems like the kind of person who would actually take fun, would have fun with it and wouldn't take exception to it. Let's put it that way.
0: I One of my favorite things about Ryan Reynolds is his matchme.com commercial with the uh, devil and the woman. I don't know if you've seen it. It's an incredible... He has a, his own marketing company where um, these two meet online and one's really the devil and one's a woman. She goes, me, call me 2020. And they go in and there's... The end of it, they're sitting with their hands around each other, looking at a bridge and there's missiles coming down on this fire. I hope this year never ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's, it's, it's oh, pretty I
2: clever. Oh, that's, I haven't, I don't know the last, I don't have a television, so I, um, it, oh, smart. All, yeah, not had one 15 years, something like that. I don't know whatever, as long as it's been. I got um, I did a. I did some stuff for a, a very well-known fruit company many, many years ago. And uh, since that point, I don't have to pay for any of the movies or TV or music. So um, I get a like stipend every year that covers everything. So I've always just had that stuff, which has been really, really nice. So that's their way of doing their bug bandy for me, which was rather civilized. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh That is cool. Yeah. There um, I, I got a soft spot for them. Let's put it that way. I mean, they're still a pain in the ass. That they're a big company, and they gather everybody's data. But I've got a bigger soft spot for them than I have for a lot of others.
0: You know, it, it, and it, it, you're bringing up another good point. People have soft spots for certain companies, even though they don't necessarily agree with their pop their policies and, and their and their um, the way they handle things. And that's what the ACLU attorney said. She goes, uh, she said, you know, I know that these companies gather my data, but I still want the technology
1: also you gotta you gotta live your life like you talk about linkedin i mean linkedin is the only social media i use it, it really it's, it's because you don't have a choice yeah i mean these days yeah. if you're gonna be you know in any profession you know it, it just is what it is
2: it's, it's yeah, i mean we, we i mean perfect example so the tinkerers group there's a couple of 100 of us now that are like senior leadership CEO founders, and. leadership well, there were three or four of us to put it together. We're on we got everything on Slack. I mean it's it's our way of it's our way of coordinating everything. And then I was out with uh, the Merlin group this last week and uh, they came into town. they did like the Merlin Safari It's actually pretty awesome. They brought in a whole bunch of their portfolio companies and we did like speed dates one evening. and then they came up, cool. the website, and did some cool stuff with them. Um, I hung out because there were two or three companies I actually wanted to talk with. But what was? But all of the coordination was done, ironically, over WhatsApp. So the, all the pictures were there. All the I mean, there wasn't anything that I would consider privacy related. But all the coordination was done over WhatsApp. And you know, LinkedIn. I mean, shoot, the amount of coordination I do on that platform for conferences and where I'm going to be. It's you're right. You you almost have to pick your poison. And that's where to me the 1171 or 1170 comes into play because it's I'll put enough of me out there to be dangerous, but it's Using an email that I can manage and control—it's a throwaway email that I've had for donkey's years. It's, it's using address information. That's maybe not quite as accurate as everybody would like it to be, and stuff like that. So it's, but that's because we're in this industry. Unfortunately, you know, I look at so many people like, yeah, I'm just going to put all of my personal information out there. Oh, I know. Yeah. I wish.
0: Yeah.
2: I wish we could help everybody not just around us, but, you know, seven and a half, eight billion people on the planet just to think a little bit more before they do put more of themselves online. It's one of my wishes.
0: You know, we, we all have these vices. We all do things that are stupid and we know they're stupid when we do it. And then we don't mm-hmm. worry about it until we actually get put into that precarious position. You know, I, I work for a company and um, when I work for that company, um, I, I sent the password for a certain software as a service site via mm-hmm. signal. And the person that I worked for actually reprimanded me and said, "Why didn't you send it via email?" I said, Because "I'm not even joking. I showed this to Joe, and I and, and, and Joe wasn't the guy, by the way. Joe Joe has been probably no it wasn't me. Joe is probably one of the best bosses I ever worked for. Um, but uh, I said, so I said, "What do you mean?" They go, "He goes, we're not the NSA." I go, "Exactly." Not yeah. that they, So. I'm like you're reprimanding me for putting a password through Signal, which is hopefully a better, you know, uh, medium to communicate instead of email, clear oh, text, yes. basically. Unless the server, the server is encrypted, and that email yeah. never come yet. I mean, but we know it can be found. But oh, Signal, yeah. Signal.
1: Oh well, look, people, look, yeah. people don't don't get it. They they don't understand the things to, to the depths that we do, or, or, or even, you know, at a much at a much. You know, sh- shower depth. It's like you know, half the people in the world thinks think Facebook is the internet. It's their it's their only thing. You know, my father thinks Safari is the internet. You know, I mean, they just <laughs> yep. don't get what's going on. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I think you, Chris. I think you and I share the same way to communicate. I think I saw you once talking about sending messages via carrier pigeon. Let's go on let's be honest that's one of the most secure ways to send things as long as that pigeon identifies the recipient and the sender nobody else is getting that and back when the world cup was in i think it was in brazil i think it was there yeah and they were talking about they were joking that they were sending data on uh usb drives and the data was being sent faster by carrier pigeon than the internet in brazil
2: not surprising i I made the newspapers in this neck of the woods gosh, several years ago, uh, I got brought into a breach situation, and it was at a a liquor store, big, like big, big, big box liquor store, and they got their ass handed to them, and uh, in order to carry on, because they were like, we got to keep doing business, I'm like, "Then, then plug the old system in, which was their, so the card swipe, the old card swipe system was the one where you used to swipe it, it would dial up, validate, and then come back, but it was completely separate, it was literally, a card swipe with a phone line straight out to the PBX. That track went out to you know.
0: track two cards.
2: Nah, it was the regular. So it was the regular. So the yeah. system that got breached was their newer, you know, it was the standard shit that you see everywhere. They can walk up and you swipe a card and it goes to the computer and then the computer does whatever it yeah. does. But what I did, as I said, you want to continue to do business, put the old system back in place. And they're like, how do you mean mm-hmm. that? go back to the modem? Cause it's more secure. Because it was an absolutely because their their infrastructure had been breached. So we were playing we were playing you know chase down the systems and a bunch of other things. They obviously needed to keep doing business, so they were like, you know, we can't use the card. How do we? You know, we can take cash, but fifty percent of people don't know what cash is these days. Seventy five percent. I'm like, well, then put the modem back in. And they were like i'm, I'm like seriously put the money because it is a standalone it was a card swipe device that had a phone line and that phone line oh
0: went... i get it i get it i get, yeah. it, went get straight it. it i mean the it went old straight... style point of sale
2: yeah, once where you basically swipe it you wait 30 seconds while it dials so it gives you and i'm like put that back in that actually made the newspapers because it was because basically downgrading your technology to an old mode yeah. was safer than today's tech and there's something to be said for the same thing with that
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, I I, I have to admit it, You know, it's it's true. We have to live in the in the real world, and as mm-hmm. security people, we got to deal with this new stuff and do all of it. But I'll tell you, I, I mean, maybe you got the dogs. My little relaxing thing is, you know, it's Sunday afternoon here. Later on, it's nice out. I'm gonna take my old car that has that's from the '80s that has no black box, that has no electronics, and probably leave my well, I won't leave my cell phone at home. So the damn thing might break down. But I will turn it off. <laughs> and
2: Just be free for most stuff for for an hour or so what do you have i love I, i'm i'm also a car I, i'm a petrol head as well what do you got i have i have a 911 sc oh yeah, there
0: cool. you go yeah.
2: yeah old
1: as old school as it gets no that's not of, true a lot of fun i
0: got a better older car i have a 2000 toyota toyota corolla Oh, with, there we go. With, <laughs> with manual windows, There's one of my cars had manual windows. Uh, my, my, so, so, my kids didn't know any better because we had I, my grandmother gave me that car also. i we were using that car, and my kids were like rolling down the window. And then my what's that? And then my and then my and then my then my in laws um, had a a rogue, and they go, Dad, you know you can hit this button and the windows go <laughs> up and down. <laughs> but let me tell you why my grandmother went out of her way, and she's she's moved on. But let me tell you why my grandmother got the windows like that. She was like, if I ever end up in a lake, at least I can roll down the window. So yeah. I'm like
1: That's actually kind of true, yeah.
0: I'm like, wow. She she was a little bit of a hacker kind of then back then.
2: Smart move. Uh smart.
0: The question move. is how I'm... often do you end up in a lake? hopefully not too often
2: because if
1: you do know what, what was your grandmother a big drinker I don't, I don't, <laughs> no, she,
0: she never drank <laughs> a day in her life she maybe she needed it
2: smart move I have a my my boss at the moment has uh he has two 356s um oh yeah not one but two he's got one in Texas and one in Colorado and uh they are I mean you know those I mean So years ago, I took a break from this industry, and uh, I'm very fortunate. Um, When I was back in the UK, I used to rally drive, and so I have FCA, RAC, and a bunch of other licenses. So I came to the US. um, I took a break from this industry uh, early mid two thousands and went climbing for six months. uh, Came back, went worked in a climbing gym, and then also I taught racing, and I still keep that up. I still do stuff. I still do stuff with Mercedes AMG the schools but I actually taught, oh, cool. I talked to the Porsche driving schools for about six, seven months. And I, I, I have a soft spot for the, for the 911s. We, it was, I mean, number one, they were the yuppie killers back in the UK. We called them because <laughs> yes. I mean, you know what it was like, you get to the end of the year, it was the Christmas bonus. All the yuppies would go out from, from the wall street by themselves, 911s, And then half of them would end up in the fucking scenery, like two weeks later. Cause they did not know how the hell to drive the bloody thing. They like,
1: oh look oh it. yeah. Or, or the, or the real high rollers, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, the, the expensive one, that nine thirty, that turbo, yeah, give, give me that." Yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey Joe, oh, I, I love saw. those things.
0: Let's sign up for Christmas school. Let's go do some racing.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I would love to. do that. I mean, we we had so much fun because I mean, I uh, up until recently I had a GT three fifty. And um, and same oh. thing. I mean, that's like the nine eleven. Nice. It wants to kill you. And and I love for me that yeah. that analog feeling with a car that's just like, hey, you either pay attention to me or we are both going in the scenery. There is something to be said about the purity of that, and and I freaking and, love it. And a
1: little bit of difficulty too, because I kind yes. of was talking about cars. I mean, I've driven like you know more more recent like nine eleven turbos, like nine ninety ones and stuff, yeah. and it's yeah. like. Yeah. The thing is so on rails. It, it, You can't make a mistake in it. It's like it's too safe.
2: You know?
0: <laughs> you, you, so uh, no,
2: you can't I mean, if you try really hard. But One of the funnest cars I ever owned, and I didn't own it for very long because I bought it by mistake. Long story short, basically, I went out to buy a washer and dryer, and I came back with a Fiat 500 R bath. Didn't buy the washer and dryer. <laughs> oh, that's I bought great. It, but I did bought an Probably the most fun car, fun, recent, like, modern car you could ever buy. Uh-huh. Never driven one. Rent one, take one out for a test drive. You can do stupidly illegal things at legal speeds. This thing would go around corners of like 35 40 miles an hour on two wheels, just fucking right here, <laughs> making
0: the <it up laughs> of a for our, it yeah. fucking hilarious. I had just so much fun at stupid legal speeds. I want to do what That's almost watching did where in that movie, um, where he was uh like an agent. And then he goes, his wife was cheating on him. And then he goes to a dealer and then he oh. test drives a car. E- oh. e- yeah, 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 yeah. What <laughs> the heck? Was that an Aston? Was that an Aston or something? I don't Wasn't it something uh, like that? He was, I don't know. He was like, a, he worked for an agency that didn't exist. It wasn't the CIA. But yeah. like, I,
2: think that was, I think that was true lies. True lies,
0: true lies. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that was just taking the yeah. car and then spinning it around with somebody and in there.
2: Me what, I'm trying to remember what car that was. What was the hell? I think that was an Aston. And Ashton Martin?
0: So I know, I know also they did that. Oh, in no, B- no, I'm wrong. I'm totally wrong. It was a vet. It was an old vet. And they did that in Bad, bad Boys also. They, they, they stopped the car and it was, what's his name, the car, um, the, uh, the football player. And he goes, oh, we're going to take this car for a drive. We're going to beat the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Oh. How was
0: hey, that you- Yeah. Hey, Joe, I, you know what All we right. need to do, Joe? We need to go out to to California. No, no, I'm sorry, Las Vegas. We need to go to a DEF CON and we need to hang out with Chris. And we have to stand in sky talks like this. <laughs> I, you know, I you know, so it's funny. I I I uh, I I'm, I was doing a SANS. I'm still doing a sans cert, and I met yeah. I met a couple people uh, online and I was doing um, God, I'm having a hard time, Sans 540, and I met this woman, her name is Serenity, and she's like, Adam, she goes, With your background, you should go do a talk at DEF CON. And I just did a master's degree, and, and I did a paper on ethical warfare. She goes, that, that's exactly what you should do. And I missed the deadline uh, on DEF CON. But she says, you know, you can always volunteer. And I reached out to people, and nobody responded to me. But, yeah, I don't know why. I i, I did the email addresses and everything else. No yeah, one responded to me. But, but I'm going to i am gonna—I'm gonna reach out to you individually, and then we're going to hang out at DEF CON. And we're going yeah, we to start do. drinking should- everywhere. You know what you need to do? Honestly, as much as, don't get
2: me wrong, as much as I like DEFCON, it's besides, I would do BSA. Actually, honestly, what I would do, try and get up to Grand Rapids, come up to GERCON up in Grand Rapids. It's smaller. There's mm-hmm. 2000 people up there. It's in Grand Rapids. So it's civilized. In other words, it's not in the middle of fucking summer heat at 120 degrees in the middle of Las Vegas. To be honest, I like the intimacy of the conference. Way, way more. I don't, I love Def Defcon. It's good to see family, but it's just gotten too big, too crazy. Right. I also don't like all the politics and, and all of the, some of the village selection stuff they've done. Oh, this yeah, yeah. A little, not quite where I, I'm not running it. I know the folks that are, and I know they're doing the best. And no matter what they do, they will never please everybody. But there are a few things <laughs> I'm like, hey, you probably could have done something a bit different. I love Gurkhan. Gurkon is a great leveler, and uh, it's in September-October time frame, and it's freaking awesome. Grand Rapids is a really nice place. We know all the bars there. We take over Z's or Z's. Uh, Chris Payne runs it, and it's just a freaking awesome place. And you get so many of us that it's like home for a while. I mean, that's part of the reason I have their bloody symbol on my arm as well as among the other things.
0: Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk offline oh, that about cool.
2: that. Yeah, we'll definitely have to. I, if you can get up, it's two days. It's on like a Thursday, Friday, typically. And it's, um, I have so much love for that conference, so much love for it.
0: Well, Do you great. ever end up in oh, New York goodness. city or?
2: Yeah, I'm actually out there. Uh, I am out in that neck of the woods here. Yeah, we'll have to catch up. When am I out there? Hang on. I'm out there. Uh, 20 seconds of the 24th of August. I'm actually going to be in times square. I got a conference i'm giving a talk sorry to hear that God, but anyway. i know you know it's 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 always an interesting human human experience shall we say
0: what type of conference
2: uh it's uh, so sempris is doing they're doing like their annual user conference and i know them behind the scenes mickey and the team over there are absolutely fantastic just good people and they hit me up they're like hey if we if we pick up your airline ticket you fancy coming out i'm like oh hell yeah so alan Alfred's gonna be out there as well so alan will be there i'll be there a bunch of other folks so yeah, if you're in that neck of the woods, it would actually be fantastic just to catch up one day, one evening and just grab drinks and go from there. Yeah,
0: we'll definitely.
2: Yeah, for that, um,
1: Adam might actually leave Staten Island and come into town. I just
0: left Staten yeah, Island so... for you. <laughs> Meanwhile, you left your credit card at a oh, well, bar. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, thanks for, yeah, I know. Well, there might've been a little bit of drinking involved. What, what can I say?
2: Goodness, you know? I will probably bring some stuff with me, but I mean, I was gonna say it's New York. I know where to pick up all the good stuff, but I do know the New York prices, of it. I'll bring stuff with Yeah, you. it's a little
1: out of hand cool yeah all right well with that i think it's time to kind of kind of wrap it up this has been a lot of fun
2: yeah i so already enjoyed you. it thank you so really. Really
1: enjoyed it oh thanks for coming on adam any last
0: thoughts on uh well on your part let me just put a couple string words together unicorns ethical warfare Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Conferences.
2: That's got to be a talk. That now you need to put a talk in at some conference somewhere. You've got to put a talk in about unicorns and ethical warfare. It's got to happen. Please. please. There you go. Maybe we I will can use you unicorns deal.
0: in ethical warfare.
2: I will help you build the damn talk. I, I will put time aside and help. All you. right. It's so fucking hilarious. Yes, sir. Cool.
1: Okay. All right. That sounds like fun. All right. Hey, Chris. Thanks a lot for joining Thank us. Absolutely appreciate right. your time. It's been great meeting you and great talking to you.